Amen. So, how many times when somebody asks you a question, does your answer come out nothing? You know, what are you doing today? Uh, nothing. What's on your mind? Nothing. Or you talk to somebody, so what do you like to do? Nothing. You got any plans? Or what are your plans? Nothing. What are you good at? Nothing. Or you talk to somebody who has a need. You say, well, what do you have to work with? Nothing. What do you have in your house? Nothing. Bonnie, what's in the bag? Nothing. That's the answer, right? Instead of saying, mind your own business, or I really don't want to talk about it, we say nothing, because that's easier. What is nothing, actually? Nothing is the absence of everything. It means no thing. Wikipedia says the absence of things or actions that are expected or desired. Right? Merriam-Webster says something that does not exist. The absence of all magnitude or quantity. Zero. Nothingness. Non-existence. Al texted me yesterday. He goes, so what are you talking about tomorrow? I said, Nothing. And there was a pause, and I knew he was thinking, and he says, um, our pastor's coming back? <laughs> no, talking about nothing. I know, you don't want to sit here and just watch me for half an hour if I talk about nothing, so I'll actually talk about nothing. It's a weird topic in my mind, but it's what I have in my heart, so here we go. When we come to church, we expect to get something out of it, right? Something. Right? You go to a concert or a sporting event, you expect to be entertained. Wherever you go, whatever you do, you want something. And yet, many times our go-to answer is nothing. What are you hungry for? Nothing. That one may be true sometimes, but it might also fall under that category of, I don't really want to think about it, so just whatever. Nothing seems to be the pat answer when we don't actually want to engage in the thought that it requires to answer the question. Right? When we don't actually want to face the truth of what's really going on in here. Right? How many times does someone say, what's on your mind? They can see that you're obviously bothered. 
And we say, nothing. So today I want to talk about the trouble with nothing. Because nothing is trouble. Right? Nothing is not profitable. What means profitable? Beneficial. Useful. Advantageous. Helpful. Valuable. Productive. Worthwhile. Rewarding. Fruitful. Enriching. Informative. Or illuminating. Nothing is none of those things. Right? So when someone asks, what's on your mind? You say, nothing. That doesn't help them anything. They can't help you if you say nothing. When obviously there's a need and you won't open up about it, you're on your own. Nobody can help you. Many times after a hard day or a long week, you just want to sit and do nothing. Every of the weeks I've said that. <laughs> Till now. I'm going to start saying different things. But we say nothing, and I've come to realize that what we really want is actually something. We want rest, which is a thing. We want relaxation, which is a thing. And we want refreshing, which is definitely a thing. Right? Anybody else? There's nothing wrong with resting and relaxing after we've worked hard. If resting and relaxing is your go-to, maybe you should double-check your motives and your priorities. Because that means you're not working at all. That is wrong. But it's important that we get refreshed on a regular basis. However, doing nothing is not the same as resting and refreshing. Rest and refreshing are intentional. We talked about that in prayer this morning, being intentional. right? Doing nothing is idle. And we need to be on guard that we do not develop a habit and a lifestyle of being idle. Right? Proverbs 14.23 In hard work, there is always something gained. But idle talk leads to poverty. Proverbs 19.15 Laziness throws one into a deep sleep. And an idle person will go hungry. Ecclesiastes 10, verse 18, says, A roof sags because of laziness. A house leaks because of idle hands. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 14, Paul says, We urge you, brothers, to warn those who are idle. In other words, being idle is not good. Doing nothing is not good. 
a lifestyle choice that we should strive for. Right? Some versions replace the word idle with disorderly, unruly, undisciplined, not living right, or not in their place of battle. Ooh, yeah. If you're being idle, you're not doing your job. Yeah. Right? When you're idle, your neighbor is fighting a battle and they may need help and you're not helping. Right? When you're being idle, there's a prayer that needs to be said and you're not praying it. When I'm being idle, there are children in my house that need my attention and I'm not giving it. Do not be idle. Get busy. Be productive. Rest is productive. Refreshing is productive. If you're a truck driver and all you ever do is go down the highway and you never stop for fuel, guess what? You're not getting paid. Because that load's going to sit on the side of the highway until someone else comes and hooks up to your truck and <coughs> takes it out of there. We need to refresh. Filling up the tank is productive. Taking that time to build ourselves up is productive. Rest is productive. Just simply doing nothing is idleness. And it leads to poverty. Do, doing nothing allows laziness to take root. And it develops a stronghold in our lives. Now, some people say, well, I, you know what I mean. You're just splitting hairs, right? Fine, whatever. Accuse me, I don't care. The point is, we need to be intentional with our words. Because what you say is what you're going to get. If you say, I want to do nothing, you're not setting yourself up to be refreshed. Right? You're opening the door for laziness. You're not opening the door for refreshing. That's what I'm saying. Right? Splitting hairs, whatever. You can deal with that on your own. Truth is, when you speak, you receive. When I say I need refreshing, that also sets my mind in motion in the direction of refreshing. It sets my actions in motion in the direction of refreshing. If I need a nap, then I say I need rest and I go nap. That is productive and refreshing. If you sleep all day because you're too lazy to get up, give your head a shake. That's not right. 
When I say I want to do nothing, all of a sudden you find out I just spent three hours playing games on my phone and I still feel as tired as I did before. Now, I'm not saying playing games is wrong. I'm not saying that setting a time to just do nothing is wrong. But don't make it a priority or a habit. You say, okay, now I'm taking this segment of time and I'm doing nothing. When that's over, back at it. Back at it. Be intentional. Don't let life pass you by without being productive. And that doesn't mean working all the time. That means being productive in your spirit as well. Right? Building yourself up. Having stuff, having life to give tomorrow. Right? We need to align ourselves with Holy Spirit, how he thinks, how he speaks, and let our actions follow that. And we need to speak what we actually want. Then even our downtime will be enriching and beneficial to us and to those around us. Right? So nothing is not productive. Counterproductive. Number two, nothing to a Christian is a lie. And to many others, it's a lie. We talked about it before. What's in the bag? Nothing. That's not true. The true answer would be none of your business. You can be honest with people because some people are extra nosy. Right? Hey, what's on your mind? Actually, I got a lot of things on my mind. I'd rather not talk about it. Honesty. You still haven't told them anything, but you haven't lied either. Yeah. Nothing says to you and me lack. Nothing says failure. It says hopelessness. It says discouragement. Sometimes we look at our situation and it looks like we have nothing. Or we are nothing. We can do nothing. These are all thoughts that come to our mind in the middle of our circumstances. And we're left feeling like a failure. Well, each one of those is a lie. Each one of those nothings is a lie. Because when we have a need... God has already provided the resources for us. When we are at the end of ourselves and we don't know where to turn, God has already made a way for us. 2 Peter 1 verse 3 says, His divine power 
has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Once again, God is good. Right? When everything looks like chaos in my life, this one thing is true. God is good. Right? And because of his goodness, he's already provided. We are spiritual people created in the likeness of a creative creator. Right? Not some big nebulous mass that happens to call himself God and nobody knows what he's like. He is creative. He created everything that is by his word. And we are created in his image. We have supernatural DNA. God spoke into nothing and created everything. Right? Everything that came to be came out of his word. Everything that was came out of his word. When we see a need, but not the answer, we need to imitate our Heavenly Father. Speak those things that are not as though they were. I have a bill that needs to be paid and I have no money. So what do you do? Father, I need a job that I can get paid to pay this bill. So I speak to that job and I command it to come into my opportunity. Say it. Oh God, I hope this works. What am I going to do if this doesn't work? Speak it. Money, come. Money, come. I have a bill to pay. My God has already provided my needs. Now come. Some would say that's prideful. Some would say that's arrogant or bold. Well, guess what? We need a little bold, church. We need a little bold. We need a little bit of devil, get out of my way. God's got a plan for me. Speak to your nothing and command the life to appear. Where there's a need, God will give a seed. When we pass the test, God will do the rest. Right? Results are not up to me. Faith is up to me. Obedience is up to me. Speaking the word of God by faith is up to me. The results 
are up to him. I don't have to do it. I just have to believe it and obey it. Right? Fear says, you have nothing. God's word says, I have already given you everything. Fear says, you are nothing. God's word says, you are created in my image. Fear says, you can do nothing. God's word says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. I can do all things through Christ. Because it's his anointing that makes things happen. Fear says, you are a failure. God's word says, the path of the righteous is like the sunrise. And it just keeps getting brighter and brighter and brighter. There is no failure, church. There is no nothing for us. We've heard it said that nothing is impossible with God. Shift your thinking for a second. Nothing. The whole absence of anything is impossible with God. Lack, doubt, discouragement is impossible with God. Failure is impossible with God. What can I do about a situation? The answer is not nothing. Right? Because nothing is impossible with God. All forms of lack and nothingness are impossible with God. Because He is. And that's all we need to know. God is. Do I have a need? God is. Am I lonely? God is. Am I distressed and discouraged? God is. He is all things. And he's in us, church. We are not alone. We are not forsaken. We are empowered. And nothing is impossible with God. Father, we thank you this morning for your word. I thank you that in all things... You have caused us to triumph already. You are the God who is more than enough. You are the God of abundance. You are the God who has created all things and set into motion the seasons, the sowing, the reaping. You have set into motion and you have given us authority to pray and to speak and to call into effect the things that are not because of your word, according to your word, Father. So, Father, this morning I just speak blessing over your people. And I just pray, Father, as we go from here, we would have a mind shift 
that we would be intentional in all of our saying, in all of our doing. Father, just guide us by your Spirit. Bless your people. Let your hand be upon them. Let your favor rest upon us, Father. And we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen.